In today's show, I'm going to be looking at the Denver Nuggets and their fantasy value for the upcoming NBA season. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Recording these ones, a little bit different order to how I've been doing the team previews. Normally, we do the team preview with the guest first, then we do the fantasy show. Schedules can change, so I'm doing the fantasy show for the Denver Nuggets first, and then we're going to go on and do the uh, the team preview with a host from Locked On Nuggets, so just stay tuned to that. That will come after this show, but let's talk about this Nuggets team. Let's talk about them from a uh, from a fantasy perspective, which is what we're here to do in, uh, in today's show, quite clearly. Um, let's start. With their schedule, 51 quality games for the Denver Nuggets. That's right, bang on average. So that's a good number. We're not talking a bad schedule, not talking a good schedule, but 51 quality games. 12 back-to-backs, that's a league low. And that is vitally important for guys like the headmaster, Jamal Murray, when he comes back. Not that you should draft Jamal Murray at all. Do not draft Jamal Murray outside of dynasty formats. I'll stress this again. The headmaster... You should save that in the old uh, in the old drafts. Put that in the uh, set your story to private in terms of uh, drafting Jamal Murray. Do not do it. Um, but Michael Porter Jr. has had injury concerns. Aaron Gordon's had a few injury issues throughout his career. Will Barton's knee has been troublesome. So having just twelve back to backs for the Nuggets is a, is a pretty good thing in terms of fantasy playoffs. They've got eleven games in the default Yahoo playoffs. Four three four four games in Championship Week and in my default playoff schedule, which ends March twentieth, they go ten games three three and four. So four games again in Championship Week in that in that playoff setting. So overall, I would say you'd look at that as a as a pretty strong um, a pretty strong schedule. Uh, situation for the Denver Nuggets this upcoming season. They're not. They didn't have the most exciting off season. The big story, of course, with them is the injury to the headmaster and how that gets filled in. But uh, you know, not a huge amount changes for this Nuggets team this season. And you'll notice that I'm probably not even going to talk about Big Chunga since we're right at the end of this show. So if you want to hear my thoughts on Jokic, just wait till the end of the show. Let's look at pressure points, things that can go wrong with the projections. Aaron Gordon was very disappointing from a fantasy perspective last year. You will remember, hopefully vividly, that I was like, as soon as the trade happened, I was like, drop him. Like, he's not good enough to hold on to in fantasy leagues, and things continue to get worse, even after Jamal Murray went down. His minutes were reduced. It felt like Michael Malone was not the largest fan of what Gordon was doing. He'd play like 29, 28 minutes a night. He had a big bump in field goal percentage, but assists fell off. His percentages didn't really you know, get you. Oh, sorry, his free throw percentage wasn't great. He wasn't hitting threes. His usage was well down. He was not an interesting player. But with a full offseason with the team, with a full year or basically a full year with no Jamal Murray, maybe that can improve. And if I am wrong about Aaron Gordon's uh, role in the offense, he, he could uh, be a useful fantasy guy. Now, he's never been a great fantasy player at all. Maybe he could sniff himself into the top 100. I'm not 
holding out hope for that, but it is a possibility that he could get himself into the top 100. But you know that's only if things drastically change from what was happening last year. Michael Porter Jr. You know, we are projecting him to be a pretty interesting player this year. But last season, he shot 45% from three, which then translated into having 54% field goal percentage. As we talk about with outlier numbers all the time, he could go from a 45% three-point shooter to a 40% three-point shooter, which is still really bloody good. But it cuts out tons of value if he does that. So while I can look at Porter and say, I think he's going to be a really, really solid option, probably a third-round player, don't even hate him at the back end of a second round. If the three-point... And I've got him projected to be not a 45% three-point shooter, but I've got him at like 42. But if he's 39, still good, but not excellent, then that overall field goal percentage goes down. Three-pointers made per game goes down. Scoring goes down from projections. Now, I still think he plays extra minutes and has high usage, and that can be offset. But in terms of upper upper upside, which is a horrible phrase, but you know, getting to the top level of where it can get to, if the three-point percentage and the overall efficiency doesn't uh, maintain or stay within 85% of what he did last year, then there could be some problems. And then the other pressure point in my projections is who is the starting point guard? I think it's going to be Monty Morris, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's Faku Kompatso. Maybe Morris plays 23 minutes. Maybe they play 24 minutes apiece. Because if Kompatso gets more minutes than Morris... He is a definite fantasy guy because of a high assist and high steal rate. Morris is less interesting, more interesting if you're talking about a league where you've got uh, assist to turnover ratio because he's one of the absolute best players along with Tyus Jones, one of the two best players, I think, uh, for assist to turnover ratio in the entire NBA. But overall, Morris's game can be a, a little bit somewhat underwhelming from a fantasy perspective, especially when you can contrast it with what Faku is able to do from a uh, from a fantasy perspective when he is out there, which is uh, usually fairly, fairly impressive. So what else is impressive? That is the sweat-blocking power of Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a doctor-created and doctor-recommended antiperspirant formula that's been around for ages. You might have seen it on Rachel Ray. I don't know how much of a crossover there is between my show and Rachel Ray, but they tested it on firefighters and it worked fantastically to help alleviate the often embarrassing problem of hyperhidrosis. Sweatblock, Sweatblock wipes. You get them, go to, before you go to bed, wipe them under your pits. Really smother them in there on your pits. Have a sleep, snooze it up, get up the next morning, have a wash, stroll off to work, and you're covered up to seven days. You might need to do it twice a week. Maybe it's only once a week, but Sweatblock is stronger than most clinical antiperspirants out there. They also give you that dry shirt guarantee. You don't have to worry about what you're wearing, what color shirt you're wearing, because Sweatblock is going to produce or going to protect you from those potentially embarrassing moments. And you can save 20% off. Go to sweatblock.com and use our promo code Locked On. That's a great deal. It's also available at Amazon. It's at CVS as well, but 20% off. Who doesn't want 20% off? So go to sweatblock.com, use our promo code Locked On, and save yourself 20%. If you are a hiring manager, you may maybe you work for an NBA team, maybe you're a general manager, and you need to find the right candidates for your position. Indeed is the place that can help you with it. Indeed assessments, help, assessments helping you find the candidates with the skills that you need. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. You can attract, interview, and even hire 
directly in one place, including interviews right in your Indeed dashboard. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools will help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. And in fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed the moment that you post a sponsored job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a $75 job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Let's go on to the next thing we're going to look at, and that is breakout candidates. I don't think there are huge amounts of breakout candidates on this team. We know. I guess you could call Michael Porter that. Yeah, Jokic isn't breaking out. I don't think Aaron Gordon's breaking out. The one guy who I think has an opportunity, and I just talked about him before, is Monty Morris. Because he is going to get an opportunity, I believe, to be a starting point guard for four months of this season. I don't think that he's holding that job when Jamal Murray is fit and healthy and ready to go. But maybe that's in March or April. Morris has an opportunity to take on some of Murray's usage, to take on most of Murray's minutes, to get a bump in assist rate, and to establish himself as a starting caliber NBA point guard. Would I be happy to take him as a last round guy? Yes. Do I think it's going to necessarily be a huge, huge win if you're taking him there? No, but there is value in terms of where his ADP sits. It's at 196, or his rank is 196 on Yahoo and 190 on ESPN. Happily take him in that last round. And maybe he plays 33 minutes and averages 14 and 5. Remember, most of the ball is still going to run through Jokic's hands. Barton's going to handle it. Gordon, they can handle, he can handle it a little bit as well. But Morris does have that. Everything is not necessarily working in his favor, but the things are there. The, the ingredients are there for maybe Morris to break out. Maybe he develops a successful three-point shot and becomes really, really good there and reliable. He plays 33 minutes and Faku plays 20 minutes. He gets five assists per game with limited turnovers. He generates one and a half, 1.7 steals. Like All those things could happen. If we're talking breakout candidates on this team, I don't really think there's another guy that we can have in that discussion that's not Monty Morris. Maybe it's Faku again, but I don't really think that they're going to be relying upon him to be the starting point guard on this team and to be playing tons of minutes. He'll play a solid role for sure, but we saw at the end of the playoffs that Morris was the guy that they went to. Remember, when Faku did have that starting job, it's because Morris was returning from a hamstring injury at the end of last year. And with a fully healthy preseason, I think that Morris gets that nod and therefore has that opportunity to become a breakout player on this team. It's far from a guarantee and the upside's not particularly high with Monty Morris, but he is in the situation or the best situation that you could find to become that um, breakout type player. Let's look at some fantasy sleeper options now. I think we have to go with Maga Porter. Um, yeah, Yahoo, 48, ESPN, 39, Fantrax, 50. He last year was the 43rd ranked player. So, you know, that's fine. But he played 31 minutes a night last year. He averaged 19 and 7 with 2.8 threes. I think the 31 minutes jump up. I think the usage without Jamal Murray for a full season, he was at a 21 usage last year. Murray was at 24. Yeah, Porter should be pushing 24 usage this season, if not higher. Um, so 20 points per game, eight to nine boards, three threes. Maybe he averages a block per game. He's never going to be a good passer or, ne- or never going to be a good... He's not a good passer. He Maybe may saying he's never going to be one is too harsh. He's not a good passer and he's not a high steals guy. But rebounds, blocks, points, threes, really good efficiency. That can all come from Porter. And I think that having him 
where ESPN and Yahoo have him as third to fourth round players. Fifth round players in terms of fan tracks in a standard 12-team league is ludicrous. I would absolutely consider him... To me, he's a lock third round guy. Right? A lock. Second round, no problem with taking Michael Porter there at all. You do have some risk with injuries and he's back flaring up. He had some problems with that last year as well. But I think that he is a very, very strong option um, to, to pick. And yeah, you're getting him at real value. Any t- if you get him in the fourth round, just consider it a win. If they happen to get him at the back end of the third round, I think that's a win as well. Don't reach for him. Now, we did a mock draft and someone took him uh, the first pick of the second round the, the last week. Oh, that's too early for me. That cuts out all of his upside. He could get there, but it cuts out his upside. But if you're taking him at 24, I don't have a problem with it. And if you're basing it on those rankings, I, I think you've got some good value. Farton Will Barton is ranked 139 on ESPN and he's unranked, oh, sorry, on Yahoo and he's unranked on ESPN. He is going to, fingers crossed, be healthy. The knee looks all right. He'll be their starting shooting guard and he's going to absorb Murray's uh, usage and he's going to get minutes and a real chance to crack the top 100. He's going to handle the ball. Hopefully, look, the difference between him being the 120th best player and the 80th best player is going from one steal to 1.3 steals. It's a, it's a small amount, but it is something that can happen. He could average four assists and 19 points um, really easy. I don't think he averages 19, but he could. And ranking him at 139, which is like 11th round, is ridiculous. ESPN not having him ranked at all is insane. That means he's outside the top 200. To me, he is a very, very clear guy that you take 9th round or 10th round. And yeah, real real upside to be an 8th round sort of guy. A top 80, top 90 player with some upside there. Monty Morris I've referenced already. But on Yahoo, he's 196th. He's 190th on ESPN. He's 238th on Fantrax. Great last round pick. If he comes in and averages 14 with five assists and 1.4 steals and two threes, beats that number easily. So love that as a late pick. And if you want to go really wild, Bones Highland. Now, at this point, I imagine that we're going to have, you know, Highland won't begin in the rotation. But their bench guards could be Campazzo, PJ Dozier, Austin Rivers. None of those guys are high usage players. None of those guys are good self-creators. None of those guys are particularly reliable three-point shooters. None of those guys are particularly great passers outside of Faku. So I'm not, me, me, try again. I'm mainly highlighting Bones because at 984 on Fantrax, you've got to scroll all the way down. At 592 on Yahoo, you've got to scroll all the way down. And in a 14, a 16-team league, like there is no reason to me that Bones couldn't be a top 200 player if he puts it all together. It's... It's more that when you're in 20s, 18s, 16-10 leagues, you take a flyer on him, you see what happens. Because there's a clear role there ahead of a Doja, ahead of a Rivers. If he develops and goes, well, I'm ready to go, and I can come out here and play 15 minutes, have a 24 usage, jack up some shots, hit two threes, score 12 points, be dynamic off that bench, there is upside there. Not drafting him in 12-10 leagues, not even close. Probably not even 14-10 leagues. But the fact that he's so far down those rank lists... It is something that you do have to be aware of, that he is down that far. Because if you are looking for that upside type guy who's got ability to be in the rotation, your Bones could be that player. And he's got a great name as well. Let's look at some fantasy bust players. I like this bloke a lot. The headmaster, Jamal Murray. But there's no way. Just don't draft him. Yahoo is ranked at 53rd. Jack Armstrong is going to get a bit of a workout here. Get that garbage out of here! 
ESPN's got him at 77. Get that garbage out of here! Fantrax, they have him at 69. Get that garbage out of here! Jamal Murray tore his ACL in March. Now, sometimes you can come back from an ACL in 10 months. That makes it January. You do not draft a player with a torn ACL who may come back in January, but might come back in March with a pick in round five or round six. Because when he comes back, he will be A, rusty, B, on a minutes limit, C, sitting up back-to-backs, lowest back-to-backs for the Nuggets, so maybe that's less of a factor. Best case scenario, Jamal Murray is back at full speed after after the All-Star break. Best case, right? Best case scenario. The benefit you get from drafting a bloke and then I'll just stash him my IR. That is one of the most parroted phrases that is incorrect in fantasy. Because what that assumes is that you don't have any other injuries during the season. So up until he comes back, best case, mid-January, you haven't had an injury, so you don't use that IR spot. Well, I've got two IR spots. Okay, you haven't had two injuries. You're burning a roster spot. And then when he comes back and plays... 18 minutes a night for a week, 25 minutes a night for another week, sits back-to-backs. You can't have him in your injured reserve slot. So despite him giving you zeros for the first three to four months of the season, when he comes back, he might be the 170th ranked player for another three or four weeks after that. And you can't stash him in IR there. It is just an absolute waste, especially at those ranking numbers. Now, I'm hoping that people who listen to this podcast and watch this show are not stupid enough to take Jamal Murray at number 53. But you have to be absolutely aware if you're in a Yahoo draft that he is at number 53. And if you don't have a Q set and your timer runs out, you will get stuck with the headmaster. And it will, kids, ears, fuck your draft up. Be really careful of it. Yahoo's got Aaron Gordon at 99. So, all right. We're expecting Aaron Gordon to have one of his best seasons ever. Gordo was 166th last year and worse when he was in Denver. 99 is insanity. I'm sure the Yahoo ranks go, oh, there's no Jamal Murray. You know what? There was no Jamal Murray when he played in Denver last year. And how good was he? The answer is bad. I know that doesn't actually answer the question properly, but you get the idea. Aaron Gordon was bad. Do not draft him at 99. At pick 139, yeah, why not? Have a crack. Take a flyer. See how you go. His Yahoo's, uh, Yahoo ADP is at 105. So people are actually drafting him around that spot. Insanity. And then Fantrax. I don't know what's going on with this one. My name is Jeff. Jeff Green at 124. My guys. Jeff Green, backup power forward, backup center. Maybe he cracks the top two. He's 195th last year. Played 27 minutes a night. He's not playing that in Denver. He's not getting to a top 120. Can 100% assure you of that. So yeah, that's a it's a pretty insane ranking at uh, at this stage, guys. If you need parts for your car, Rock Auto is the place you need to go with the ever increasing numbers of parts and makes and models. It's now impossible for your lake, local chain store to stock them all and stock them at a reasonable price. Plus, you don't want to have to go in and deal with often intimidating questioning from the bloke behind the counter. RockAuto.com is the place you need to go because you've got access to the same computer that these guys have except you can get them at a cheaper price and not have to be at the whims of the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more on the same parts for your car? 
Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. And the prices, they're always reliably low for every customer at Rock Auto. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go rockauto.com right now and find the parts for your car or truck. And in their How Did You Hear About Us box, write Locked On. And that means that they know that we send you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, let's look at some deep league flyers now for the Denver Nuggets. Um, Compazzo, I think, is interesting. Again, his ability to get assists and steals. I would happily look at him as a 14-team league player. There's real value there. And if he plays the same minutes or more minutes than Monty Morris, he will sneak into 12-team league value. The problem is he's got some horrendous um, field goal percentage. He's very, very low usage, but he could give you four, four and a half, five assists with 1.6 steals, and there's value in that. All you'll do is take threes, but he'll kill your points. He'll kill your field goal percentage. But there is value in him. This is not just deep league flyers. It's also last pick in a standard league situation. Monty Morris more is not the deep league flyer. He's more that last pick standard league as the presumed starting point guard. And then the other guard we've got there is someone we've spoken about already as well, Bones Highland. That is deeper league type stuff. If he can push himself ahead of Doja, who Malone really loves, or ahead of Austin Rivers, who had a large role in the playoffs, Highland's a potential guy, but it's probably more going to be towards the end of the season, but someone that we just can't discount. If you're in a situation where you do have a stashable bench in a deeper league with a larger bench situation or weekly lineups or roto or whatever, I don't mind doing that just to see if maybe in January he has forced his way into a 20-minute-a-night role as that shock creator off the bench because that bench, the way it's currently constructed, doesn't have huge amounts of, uh, of shock creation there at all. So, let's talk about it. Nikola Jokic. We haven't spoken about Nikola Jokic yet because he's not a sleeper. He's not a bust. He's not a breakout. He's the number one player in fantasy basketball. He was miles ahead of everyone else last year. Um, What he was able to do last season was really take his usage up and improve his efficiency. He is, to me, he is the number one player this year again. If you have pick number one, you don't overthink it. You take big chungus. He could fall off, for sure, the reigning MVP. But they're going to need more from him with no Jamal Murray. The minutes will be strong. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt. I don't think there's going to be just tons of rest or anything like that happening for Jokic. And plus, they only have the 12 back-to-backs. So good schedule that regard. He's going to shoulder a large role. He's going to rebound. Hopefully, he can hit more. There is a chance that Jokic can get better. He only hit 1.3 triples last year. Maybe that goes to 1.5. He only blocked 0.7 shots. Maybe that goes to 1. There is regression potential in the, the 1.3 steals. That could come back. And towards the end of last season, he actually came back to the pack. The last two months of the year, I don't even th- I think Steph might have been number one over the last two months of the year. Jokic did come back to the pack. But still, given the situation, his age, he's only 26. He's just turned 26. He's still really young. There's no reason to take anyone else apart from Nikola Jokic in fantasy leagues, points or categories. I just take Jokic and don't worry about it. Maybe you could argue Yanni over him in a points league. I would still take um, Jokic there. Jermichael Green's going to be back up four, back up five, along with Jeff Green, the two J Greens there. That is just a deeper league type scenario for Jermichael. Well, Austin Rivers had that pretty large role in the playoffs, but Rivers is a guy that needs 30 plus minutes with high usage to even sniff fantasy value. He's a poor free throw guy. He's a low assist player. He's a low steals guy. He's not a high three-point volume guy. He's bad at efficiency. He's just a horrible fantasy player who needs so many things to go right to even get close to getting value. PJ Dozier, similarly. And then the rest of the roster, Zeke Naji and Bol Bol. 
Bowl, we saw, put up good numbers in summer league. He can block shots. He hits threes. He had high usage, but there's just no role here. Between Gordon, Porter, Jokic, Green, and Green, he's the sixth big man at best. And then there's Najee to take into consideration. I don't think either of those guys are getting a regular role this year. And yeah, if Bowl was to find an 18-minute role, yeah, he does have fantasy value, but he's not going to have that role. So don't worry about it. Vlako Chencha and Marcus Howe, the other two guys, they're not going to be big parts. I I don't think Bowl can ever, back to Bowl, actually for a dynasty perspective, because I know he's a highly talked about name. I don't think that Bowl Bowl is going to ever be an NBA rotation player regularly. Maybe based on Summer League, you could sell him high in a dynasty type format. That's a possibility, but I wouldn't be uh, holding my breath about that, I just I think Najee's got a higher upside to be a starter or high-level rotation player than what Bowl does. Even though when you look at Bowl's numbers, they're always higher in those situations when he gets out there. I just don't think that he can defend at anywhere near a passable enough level to be someone that's relied upon to be out on the uh, out on the court for big chunks of time. So that that does it for the uh, the Nuggets. Let's just you know, go, again go through this. Jokic at number one, no worries. Late second, third round for Michael Porter, no problem. Porter, by the way, less valuable in a points league. He's more of a more of a fourth round guy. Murray, we don't draft him. Barton and Gordon, both more valuable in points leagues and category leagues. Yeah, we're talking ninth round sort of stuff for, for Barton. Gordon to me is more twelfth, thirteenth round, but you can go to tenth or eleventh in points leagues. Morris, last round flyer. Campazzo, if he wins the job, last round flyer. And then you've got the Greens, Rivers, Doja, Highland, they're just deeper league type flyer options. Guys, I reckon that will do it for us today. Amazingly, that's it. The show is over. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. But if you are here on YouTube, thumbs up, thumbs down if you don't like it, whatever. Leave a comment down below. Subscribe, ring the notification bell. You'll never miss an episode because there are so many episodes coming. Oh, by the way, mock draft tomorrow, 12 team, nine cap mock draft. First one going on the channel. You will not want to miss that. We are going to be talking uh, every player in that draft. Mock drafts are always fun. We're going to smash out so many of them this year. That's coming tomorrow. So subscribe and you don't want to miss out on that one. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.